David was commanded not to build the temple. I mean, this was David. I mean, he was the king that God had selected. And he was told, you cannot build the temple. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. My name is Rod Hemmer. And I'm Janice. And this is Bible Discovery TV. We take you through the Bible every year. This year is exciting. We're doing that. And today, as we study 1 Chronicles 22, it gets very interesting. And David prepares. We'll talk about that in about five minutes. Right now, Corey and Ryan are here. They're going to tell us what they're doing. All right, so I'm going to be focusing on 1 Chronicles chapter 25, where it talks about musicians, uh, specifically musicians before God. Ryan? So today I'm dealing with yet another apparent Bible contradiction, and the problem is this. 2 Samuel 24 says that David paid a man 50 shekels of silver, but the parallel passage in 1 Chronicles says that it was 600 shekels of gold. So which is it? That's a good question. Janice? Living a life to seek the Lord. Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God, and this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So David commanded to gather the aliens who were in the land of Israel, and he appointed masons to cut hewn stones to build the house of God. And David prepared iron in abundance for the nails of the doors of the gates and for the joints, and bronze in abundance beyond measure and cedar trees in abundance. For the Sidonians and those from Tyre brought much cedar wood to David. Now David said, Solomon my son is young and inexperienced, and the house to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, famous, and glorious throughout all countries. I will now make preparation for it. So David made abundant preparations before his death. Then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. And David said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, You have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name, because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight." Behold, a son shall be born to you, who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be Solomon, for I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever." First Chronicles chapter 22, verses 1 through 10. First Chronicles chapter 22, 23, 24, 25, and 26. Seems like a long read, but many of these chapters are shorter today. The Bible lets us see the different assignments that God had for the founding kings of Israel. David was assigned to subdue the enemies of Israel, but this focus had marred David. He had shed too much human blood for it to be appropriate for him to build the temple. Even though he accepted this, David still prepared a great inheritance for Solomon, his son, 
to help with Solomon's God-given task, that took place. And this way, David could still be involved in honoring God through the temple. Today, there is no longer a physical temple standing in Jerusalem, but the New Testament teaches that Christians or Christ followers are now the temple of God, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. Now, redeemed by Christ, sealed by the Holy Spirit, but built by God more and more each day, the Holy Spirit of God rests in our hearts as the presence of God settled in Jerusalem, the temple. Now, we can converse with God now in a very personal way. As the temple, let us make our lives places of worship, places of sacrifice, places of honor to the living God who gives us life. This is the greatest witness to God's reality that we ever could give. Very important. And I think we should remember that as we focus our attention today on the passage we're going to read from 1 Chronicles 22, 1 through 10, Solomon's assignment. Take your Bible guide, turn to it today as we ready ourselves to look at this. If you don't have a Bible guide, call us or write to us. Go to BibleDiscoveryTV.com. At BibleDiscoveryTV.com, click on it. It takes you to a page. Thank you for your donations. And also, thank you because it takes you to a page where you can download it exactly like we printed it. And you can follow us. You're seconds away from joining us in this great study today. As we look at Solomon's assignment, let's pray. Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus Christ and by the power of your wonderful Holy Spirit, help us to hear what you're saying in your word. As we open up the word of God and begin to look at it and understand that you're talking to us, Help us to hear you and help us to pay attention, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now, it's not about us just getting through the Bible, but it's about us learning from the Bible, beloved. We have to learn from what God is telling about what he's saying to us. Very important. All right. First Chronicles 22, verses 1 to 4 says, Then David said, This is the house of the Lord God. And this is the altar of burnt offering for Israel. So David commanded to gather the aliens, the strangers who were in the land of Israel. And he appointed masons to cut hewn stones to build the house of God. And David prepared iron in abundance for the nails of the doors of the gates and for the joints and bronze in abundance beyond measure and cedar trees in abundance for the Sidonians. And those from Tyre brought much cedar wood to David. Now, this is fascinating because David gathered the material for the temple. Now, listen carefully. Our lives are God's material. Our lives are God's material. He builds us into better men and women. It's true. God builds us into the people he wants us to be as we yield ourselves to him. And we say, yes, Lord, today I'm going to serve you. But then God shows us and teaches us. And we're like, no, I didn't want to learn that because I don't feel good about it. Well, it's not about our feelings. We have to understand that everything God allows to come our way, he does so for a reason. And God has never, nor will he ever, abandon us, even until the end of the age, according to the Bible. 
Now we learned that. Now here's what else happened. It's very interesting. First Chronicles 22, verse five. It says, now David said, Solomon, my son is young and inexperienced and the house to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, famous and glorious throughout all countries. I mean, the whole world. I will now make preparation for it. So David made abundant preparations before his death. I want to tell you, this is something that David did. It's very interesting because David prepared as much as possible before he died and left the planet. See, change in our lives will come as we die to our own desires and follow God's plan. Now, when I have desires, a lot of people say, well, just do what you want because God's given you those desires. Well, actually, God has maybe not given me some of my desires. My desire, for example, to sin. God didn't give me that. I inherited that. So we have to determine, Lord, help me to figure out what your call in my life is, and that we do that by reading the Bible every day, coming to him and praying to him. And then we give our lives to that. So we must pay attention to what the Bible says when it talks about our hearts. We have to prepare our hearts and say, Lord, help me to hear what you're saying. Very important. Now, David did that. And we need to learn from David how to continue to do that. Okay, now let's go to 6 and 10. Verses 6 through 10, 22nd chapter. Then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord God of Israel. He charged Solomon to do that. Verse 7. And David said to Solomon, My son, as for me, it was in my mind to build the house in the name of the Lord my God. Did you hear that? It was in my mind to build the house for the name of the Lord of God. But the word of the Lord came to me saying, you have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest. And I will give him rest from all of his enemies all around. And his name shall be Solomon, for I will give peace and quietness to Israel in his days. He shall build a house for my name, and he shall be my son. And I will be his father, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Which brings me to point three. David was commanded not to build the temple. His son would. Beloved, we cannot build ourselves into God's temple. We can only prepare our lives by learning to follow God. He will build us. And that's what we mean when we say, I'm a Christian. I am a Christ follower. I'm beginning to follow the Lord. And as I follow Christ and as I follow him, he prepares my heart. And so, beloved, today we pray, Father, help us all to become followers of you. Help us all, Lord, today on this day to change the way we live and the way we think, to begin to learn the mind of Christ and begin to change our lives to bring glory and honor to you, O Lord our God, in Jesus' name, amen. 
this character of King Saul, this historical figure. Now, I think it's probably fair to say that most of us, when we think of King Saul, we think of the bad guy foil to King David. But an entire book of the Bible is also dedicated to mostly his reign. Of course, that's 1 Samuel. So I'm really excited to jump into it today and see what we can learn about Saul. Well, it's time now to carry on with our Bible study. And I know our reading today is 1 Chronicles 22 to 26, but I do need to go back to chapter 21 because there seems to be a big problem here. And that's because in this Chronicles passage, David pays a man 600 gold shekels. But back in 2 Samuel 24, which is recording the same event, it says that David paid him only 50 silver shekels. So which is it? Well, the answer is in the details. Although the Bible proclaims to be God's flawless word, there appears to be a major discrepancy between the parallel accounts of 2 Samuel 24 and 1 Chronicles 21. In 2 Samuel 24 verse 24, David pays a man 50 shekels of silver for his threshing floor and the oxen, which he repurposes into an altar for a sacrifice to the Lord. But then in 1 Chronicles 21 verse 25, it says that David paid the same man 600 shekels of gold for the place. So according to Samuel, David paid only 50 shekels of silver, but Chronicles said he paid 600 shekels of gold, two very different sums of money. While there are various opinions regarding the modern value of ancient shekels, the Illustrated Bible Dictionary conservatively estimates that the silver shekel was worth only about 60 cents, while the gold shekel was worth about $8. At these values, David's 50 silver shekels would equal $30, while 600 gold shekels would be worth about $4,800. Others put a higher rate on the shekels, valuing the 50 silver shekels at around $1,000 and the 600 gold shekels close to $600,000. Whatever the actual values may be, one thing is for sure. Samuel and Chronicles present vastly different sums. So how do we settle up with such a dramatic discrepancy? While many liberal scholars and skeptics accuse the chronicler of purposely inflating the price, a closer look at these passages reveals that there is absolutely no miscalculation in the biblical text whatsoever. Pay close attention to the details. Samuel says that David paid 50 silver shekels for the threshing floor and the oxen, but Chronicles says that David paid 600 gold shekels for the place. The reason that each passage gives a different sum of money is because each passage records a separate purchase. The 50 shekels reported in Samuel only paid for the threshing floor and oxen, which was a small area of land, only about 30 by 60 feet. But the 600 shekels in Chronicles was the purchase price for the entire property, which was a much larger area. This conclusion is confirmed only a few verses later in 1 Chronicles 22 verse 1, which explains that David had bought the land with the intent of building the temple on it. And based on the dimensions of the temple, this land had to be at minimum 10,000 square feet. Thus, there is no mistake. David purchased the threshing floor and oxen for 50 silver shekels, plus the entire site for 600 gold shekels. So when we really pay attention to the details, we see that these two passages are actually recording two separate purchases. Samuel records David's smaller purchase of the threshing floor and the oxen, 
Well, Chronicles records David's acquisition of the entire surrounding region. You know, it's always important to pay attention to the details. And speaking of details, if you want to re-watch this video, then you can by simply heading over to my channel on YouTube, which is just my name, Ryan Hembry. And I also have lots of other videos there, and I'm always uploading new ones. And oftentimes, the videos there are longer than they are here on the program, and that's just simply because YouTube doesn't have time constraints as TV does. So please do check out my channel and remember to subscribe and click the notification bell so that, that you'll be notified as soon as I post a new video. And always remember to share it because we want to really spread this message. Very good. Excellent, Ryan. That's what we'll do. Now, we have a sermon here that uh, we are offering five of them. And the first two are the return of Christ and the others are God's word, arrival and the love of God. Plus, there's other sermons on here. These are messages that I prepared for you. And uh, we've done them and we've presented them, full-blown messages, 35 minutes long, and we talk seriously about this. So write for yours a gift, suggest a gift of $30. It's called The Return, a DVD, and uh, you'll enjoy that. Corey? All right. Well, I kind of took my cue from First uh, Chronicles chapter 25 today, where if you look in your reading, this is a list of musicians that get in. But it's a very specific type of musician for the Lord. So first, this gets me thinking about ancient music in general. Music is extremely ancient, much like story we teach, we learn in story as humans. And, uh, you know, music is just another expression of who we are as humans. So let's take a look first at ancient music and ancient musical instruments. And then we'll talk a little bit more about First Chronicles 25. As far back as historians can see, music has been a part of human life. From the rock gongs of prehistory to the intricate bull lyres of Ur, mankind is musical. The Bible's first mention of music comes from Genesis chapter 4, an origin story. Jubal, whose name itself means ram's horn or trumpet, is given credit for inventing the harp and flute or lyre and pipe, perhaps the double flute that shows up in many ancient depictions alongside the lyre. Knowledge of ancient musical instruments has come down to us through physical remains, artistic depictions, and literary evidence. These sources have verified that instruments were made from diverse materials, some of which are easily preserved, while others tend to rot with time and regular wear. In the percussion realm, drums made of stretched hide and tambourines are known to have been used, but decay quite easily. So far, none have been found from ancient Israel. Rattles, cymbals, and bells are a different story. Many have been found. Before the invention of bells as we know them, pottery rattles or shakers were popular. Metal sistrums, bronze cymbals, and noisy jewelry round out this category. In the woodwind camp, there is the now-famous Second Temple period bone flute that was discovered in the City of David excavations. Many types of flutes existed in the ancient Middle East, but they weren't the only instrument that utilized a type of bone. Animal horns were used to create trumpets or shofars. Trumpets could also be made out of metal. We know from the Book of Numbers that silver trumpets were made for ceremonies of Israel. Interestingly, metal trumpets may have had an association with the lotus flower, whose shape certainly is trumpet-like. An example of this association was discovered in King Tut's tomb. His silver trumpet and its wooden insert are decorated with the lotus. In the Book of Psalms, there are several sections that are to be played according to the lilies, or according to the lotus. This may mean that they were songs played with trumpets. 
Listed in David's worship roster for the temple were stringed harps and lyres. These lyres came in many forms and sizes from ones that sat on the floor to handheld. From modern reconstructions, it's known that larger lyres played in lower registers than the smaller handheld styles. In Psalms, there are several references to the gates of Jerusalem and worshiping in the gate structure of the city. This seems to have been a regular place to play music, sing, and dance, as evidenced by the Bible and by carvings of musicians that adorned the gates of a few discovered Hittite cities. All of these instrumental remains, from physical to literary, have captured the imaginations of researchers for decades. For some of the more musically inclined, ancient Mesopotamian pieces of music have been somewhat deciphered, revealing complex cording that records both melody and harmony. Tempo, ornamentation, and vocal accompaniment still remain a mystery. All right, so we know music is extremely ancient and there were many different forms of it. And in our reading today, we can see, you know, a rundown of David's kingdom that's given to us and different things that he did and different things that he set up for Solomon to take over and the preparations that he made really for Solomon to be able to build the temple of the Lord because David himself wasn't able to do that. He was just able to prepare for it. But we see here in chapter 25, it says David, together with the commanders of the army, set apart some of the sons of Asaph, Heman, and Jeduthun for the ministry of prophesying accompanied by harps, lyres, and cymbals. And then it gives us a list of all of those men who were charged with doing that. So uh, in, in the temple worship and in, in the worship services of King David, there was prophecy accompanied with music, which is a very interesting concept. Very interesting indeed. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Very good. All right, Janice. Yes. So today I titled my segment, Living a Life to Seek the Lord. And what really struck me in this chapter of 1 Chronicles, chapter 22, David is preparing uh, for his son Solomon to build the temple. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. But what really struck me this time was David's fatherly instruction to his son Solomon. Now we know from David's history that he probably wouldn't have won the Father of the Year Award for some of the choices um, that he did throughout his life. But you know what? None of us are perfect parents, are we? And that's not what I want us to take away from here. What I want us to take away from here is something that David did that's outstanding. That each one of us, actually, it's recorded in Deuteronomy as well, 6, 4 through 9. It talks about um, teaching our children about God and, and so that we can do that for each generation. Blessing and training our children for the future generations and their love and service to God is what I wanna focus on today. Building off the scriptures here of David talking to Solomon, I, I can't uh, time-wise go through it all, but listen to some of the things. Uh, David explains to Solomon how that he wanted to build the temple and God said, no, it's going to be one of your sons. He shares that with Solomon, he shares what God had told him. And then he starts, now my son, may the Lord be with you and may you prosper and build the house of the Lord your God as he has said to you. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding and give you charge concerning Israel that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. He's already giving him wonderful advice, wonderful advice to his son. And he, he says later on, um, be strong, 
and of good courage. Do not fear nor be dismayed. Indeed, I have taken much trouble to prepare for the house of the Lord. 100,000 talents. He starts talking about the things that he has helped prepare. He said, I've, I've taken much trouble to do this. So in our hearts as parents, as grandparents, as mentors of young people, we need to be blessing them. We need to be teaching them and training them in the ways of God, encouraging them in the ways of God and, and, and being a leader by being an example. It's very easy to use our words and say, you know, do what I do. But if we don't, if we, or do what I say, but if we don't do what we say, why would anybody follow that? Right? So we have to, um, we have to, to put these principles and live them in front of our children. He says, I've prepared timber and stone also, but listen to, to what he adds here. And you may add to them. So David knows that he's not the end-all be-all, that things will happen once he's gone, when Solomon takes over and builds this temple. Listen to that again. David says, I have prepared timber and stone also, and you may add to them. He's giving Solomon the charge to carry on. I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you this advice, but I want you to take that and go farther. I want you to go farther. And then it says down here in verse 16, of gold and silver and bronze and iron, there is no limit. And then he says, arise and begin working and the Lord be with you. He encourages him in the Lord. What an amazing thing for your father to encourage you to go forward or for you to have a mentor in your life that says, go forward in, in the Lord. And David also commanded all the leaders of Israel to help. Solomon, his son, saying, is not the Lord your God with you? He encourages fellowship. He sets up a good environment for his son to be able to have a group of people around him that will help uplift him and encourage him. You know, we need to live a life of testimony before our kids and our grandkids. We need to be there to bless and encourage them in the right ways, in the godly ways, in the lives of our children. Let's be that encouragement to live a life seeking the Lord. May we be that demonstration and at the, at the final verse, verse 19, David says, Now, and he's speaking to Solomon and all of the leaders of Israel, Now, set your heart and your soul to seek the Lord your God. Therefore, arise and build the sanctuary of the Lord God to bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord and the holy articles of God into the house that is to be built for the name of the Lord. Thank you for joining us today. Let me just say that the Roku box is a way you can turn your TV set into another series of channels. On the Roku box, search for BD Family and Friends, Bible Discovery Family and Friends. We have a 24 seven live stream there, several of them, and we have all of our programs available there. You can watch anytime you want. Let's pray, Lord, help me today to yield. That's a hard one. 
to yield to your Holy Spirit because I need to change.